0: Jcastnetwork.org. Welcome back to Daily DAF Differently. I'm Brad Hirschfield, and today we are looking at DAF Lamud Gimel. The Gemara here continues, as it was in the previous DAF, to offer specific transgressions which correlate to specific tragedies and hardships, both individual and communal, trying to correlate and explain one with the other. The Gemara uses a combination of thematic logic and proof texting where the former, uh, where the latter is used to back up the former. That is to say, they bring a proof text to try and support the notion that there is a thematic connection. Uh, among the most interesting of these, it can be found about 13 lines down from the top of Lamad Gimel Ahmed Aleph is an analysis that suggests the punishment for murder is the destruction of the Temple. And there we find the words, Ba'avon Shvichut Damim, Beit Middash Charev, U'shchina Mistaleket M'Yisrael, mi for the sin of murder, uh, the Beit HaMikdash, the Temple, is destroyed, and the Shchina, the Divine Presence, departs from the Land of Israel she and now we get the proof text we will come back to explain the logic momentarily quoting two verses from Bamidbar, midbar lamid hay sukim lamagmo and lamid dalid the law <laughs> tachnifu et haaret asher temba ki hadam hu ya chnifet haaret ve lo yichupar le dam asher shofekha ki im bedam shofkho shofkho Do not bring guilt upon the land by spilling blood. And the Gemara then tries to make the argument. It also says you should not render the land impure, that you are living in it. And it goes on that the second part of the verse that God says and I live in that land. I share The Gemara thus concludes, Ha atem Einchem ota ba. If you render that land impure, you will not live there. betocha. And I will not live there either. Now it's an interesting correlation, I think suggested by the fact the central behavior of any temple, including the temple in Jerusalem, is in fact the spilling of blood, though the licit and even necessary spilling of blood. And here the teaching is, if you spill blood inappropriately, then you will lose the central place where you feel you need to spill blood in order to secure your connection to God and to expiate your sins. Now, it's a very although an interesting connection it, it, it leaves more ans- questions than answers i mean in fact who commits the murder is this one murder which is connect which then causes the loss of everything is this a culture of murder again like most of these dress showed there is a sense the sin suffering calculus is unsustainable that in fact it really doesn't fully and properly explain in a satisfying way what's going on. The attempt is real, but the answers remain unsatisfying. And perhaps the most poignant example of that can be found when we turn to Lamed Gimel Amud and we see there about a dozen or so lines from the top uh, and the Gemara poses a final question, the question being in the midst of a discussion about why askara, this disease, happens to certain people, and Rabbi Shimon uh, bar Yochai having claimed that, it happens for the neglect of Torah study. The Gemara is very unhappy with this. It keeps trying to find ways to show that, no, that can't be the reason why people get this illness. And they, Rabbi Shimon keeps refuting these. And finally, the Gemara says, Tinokot shall Beit Raban Yochichu. Let school children who suffer from this disease prove that they don't get it because of neglecting their Torah study. Because, of course, they are school children. That's what they're engaged in. The Gemara then replies on behalf of Rabbi Shimon. Hatam There, in the case where the school children are getting askara, it is according to the teaching of Rabbi Gurion. De'amara biGurion v'itema Rav Yosef the Rabbi Shmaya that Rabbi Gurion said, and some say it was Rav Yosef, the son of Shmaya, who said, Bisman shad zadikim bedor zadikim nitpasim al hador ein ban al when there are righteous people in the generation, the righteous will suffer literally be caught and held accountable for the generation and when there are no righteous people, then school children are held accountable for the generation now whatever kind of answer that is it clearly leaves the reader with the sense that it may be that this is how to account for the Ascara, but it's equally clear that means that the good people suffer and it has nothing to do with their sins whatsoever. That in fact the sin-suffering calculus in which we have been engaged really does break down. And at some point, while it may be necessary for the sages to work this through, it is ultimately futile that such calculus doesn't really work. That leads to the story of Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai, both because he's been quoted, but also because I think it leads to an ending in the story that reinforces this notion that strict calculations are really not satisfying. In the famous story, Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai and his son hide in a cave during the time of the Hadrianic persecution, during the early 2nd century in the land of Israel. They go into the cave, hide there, become so immersed in their own study that when they come out, every place they look, they're filled with anger and things get burned up. Literally, their fiery gaze is a gaze of fire which destroys things because they can't deal with human reality. It bothers them so deeply. And they're sent back into the cave a heavenly voice saying, that's where you belong. After a period of time, they get a second chance. And the Gemara then continues toward the bottom of lamad Gimel, Amud Bet, about 15 lines from the bottom. Nafku, they emerge from the cave. Kol Hecha ha mache rabbi alazar Have mase shimon Every place, Rabbi Elazar, the sun would turn his glance, still fiery, still burning, Rabbi Shimon would heal it. Beni, he said, my son, die la olam ani ve'ata. Two people like us are enough for this world. And the Gemara continues. Bahade panya demaleh shabta. As night began to descend on a Friday, Chazu hahu saba. They saw a man. Rabbi Shimon and his son saw an old man, the Tre Madane Asa, who was carrying with him two bundles of Hadasim of myrtles, sweet-smelling plants, the Ben and he was running as Shabbat was coming. And they said to him, "Hani what do you have? These bundles of, of of myrtle, of these of hadasim, of these sweet smelling plants? Amrulaho, <speaking in Hebrew> he, the old man, said to them, "Lichvod Shabbat." I have them in order to honor Shabbat. V'tisage lach b'chad. Well, wouldn't one be enough to sweeten your home? Rabbi Shimon and his son asked. Echad kineged zahor v'chad kineged <Hebrew> shamor. The man answers, one is for Zachor and one is for Shamor, the two words connected to Shabbat and the Ten Commandments, to remember and to honor. Amar <speaking> le'lechavre <in Hebrew> One said to the other, Rabbi Shimon to his son, Chaze kama mitzvot al Yisrael Look at how much the Jewish people love mitzvot. Yativ <speaking> datayu, <in Hebrew> And their minds will put at rest, at ease. In other words, look at life with that strict calculus and everything burns. But if you can look lovingly, if you can actually presume and come to appreciate the small acts that people do themselves out of love, it may not explain everything, it may not cover everything, in fact it will not explain everything, and it will not cover everything, but it can create a sense of settling, a sense of yeshuv hadat, of calm, where no calculus will, love actually can. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daft Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album 1B, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.